Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Mental Health Check-In. I have my homie, my boy here today as a guest, Nick from Big Brother 21, man. How are you, bro? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. So let's get into these questions, bro. So this is a question I like to ask everybody. All my guests that's been on here, I ask this question. I feel like this question is not asked enough to, each, to people. Um, but I want to ask you, how's your mental health? Mental health is good, actually. You know, I try to, I try to keep on top of it and stay, stay focused. Make sure that I'm doing self care, not you know overworking myself. Kind of just, you know, listening to my body. And you know, yeah. I, I talk to my clients about this all the time about like our body, our body cues or our body triggers, right? So, identifying, you know, oh, my heart's starting to race. Okay, well, my heart races. Sometimes I'm feeling anxious, right? Or, you know, if my head feels like I have brain fog, maybe I'm feeling overwhelmed. So. You know, I kind of just try to pay attention to what my body's trying to tell me. Um, you know, the cues are there for a reason. And then, you know, if they do tell me that, I try to just, you know, do some self-care, typically like watching sports or playing video games or hanging out with my family, whatever it is. Um, you know, and that's, and I think that's what keeps me afloat. But obviously, you know, I'm human. Every day is, every, every day is a new day. And there's times where I'm anxious and frustrated and sad. And, you know, you just kind of work through it. Yeah. Man, I like answering that question because I feel like a lot of people, um, like, don't ask that question. You know, um, you can ask me the same question, right? You'd be like, Deke, how are you doing? I'd be like, okay, but I could be struggling mentally, you know? I think mm-hmm. like, more so we need to start asking these questions to everybody, not strong friends or whatever. Just ask it to everybody just to yeah. make sure they're okay. Somebody be okay, but struggling mentally. Um, my next question for you, was growing up, was it okay not to be okay? Yeah, actually, my, my, my parents were pretty accepting. Like, they were the ones that got me into to therapy. I, uh, like, for my own, uh, I started going uh, when I was a sophomore, end of my sophomore year in high school. I mean, I have, was having anxiety. Like, no one knew what it was. Like, I didn't know what it was either. So, uh, you know, kind of just coming to that. And once once I found that out, you know, my parents put me right in therapy. Like, it was, you know, definitely something that like, was, like, super accepted, you know. So I'm thankful for that, that they were able to kind of identify that and help me out uh, because I was not in a good spot anxiety wise. So, you know, I was really struggling and uh, I can't imagine my life without being in therapy. Yes. Um, like, you know, obviously in my household was different, you know, like I said, I was either, my grandma raised me, mom and dad was on drugs. So, you know, my grandma raised me and it, like, I never seen her be like, Sad and I feel like that. So I just like, I gotta be strong and high my, you know, kind of Yeah, you feel like you're not allowed to be. Yeah. And I know in different cultures too, obviously it's more accepted just from being in the field. You know, it's one of the stigmas, you know, not just men's mental health, but in different cultures, whether it be, you know, African American or Hispanic, it isn't as widely um, accepted and uh, the resources just aren't there, uh, which is also a really big issue. Um, that we, you know, we talk about uh, in supervision and kind of just focus on trying to see what we could do to help. Yes. Um, my next question would be, what do you think of um, stigma? You know, 
there's a stigma around mental health, but it's definitely a stigma surrounding men's mental health. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's I think it's tough, right? So you know, you you grow up, and as a man or as a boy, however, you know, when you're younger, obviously a boy, when you grow up, you're a man, and you know, men are told not to be, you know, you're not allowed to cry. That shows weakness, or you know, you're soft. Or you know, they'll say different words, and I'm not going to really regurgitate right now, but. Um, yeah. you know, that's kind of just how it was when we were younger. You're kind of just tough on others. And, uh, it kind of like led men to feel like they can cry and they can't show emotion. And, and what happened is it, it, it just grows into anger. Um, and that's how it presents anger, um, outbursts, tantrums, aggression. And it's sad because, you know, I, I try to tell people now, even, you know, I work with pretty much just males and, you know, I tell them, I said, listen, uh, you know, crying as a male is actually stronger than not because like you have to be okay with yourself to do it. And I was like, it shows strength and security in yourself that you feel good enough to do it, you know, and, and crying is a physiological reaction, right? It's not something that we can control. Like <laughs> when we're sad or anxious, sometimes we cry or, you know, when we're mad, maybe our heart races, like we, we can't control our physiological you know responses. So crying is just part of being sad and it's fine to be sad. So I, I think that until people really, really, you know, can grow with that. And I know that they're teaching like social emotional learning classes now, which is nice and sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, people just need to feel okay with not being okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you like want to explain what do you do for work? Yeah, sure. So I, I do uh, child's mental health therapy. So uh, I'm called an IIC, which is an intensive in community. And, uh, you know, I go into uh, clients' homes and, you know, I provide therapy service. Um, I provide therapy services uh, for, for the kids typically for like an hour or two a week. That's good, bro. That's good. Um, I feel like kids need that, you know, families and stuff like that, especially today's society. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times, too, just even going in there, you see a lot of the dynamic is, uh, you know, a lot of the kid is getting blamed for a lot of the behaviors. And, and you see that from that family dynamic, these are where the behaviors or or um, some of the mental health struggles are coming from, whether it be anxiety or depression or anger, right? Yeah. Um, that whole family dynamic, it really shows and paints a really, really good picture. Um, you know, we talk about them iceberg um, behaviors and you know, obviously the tip of the iceberg is what we see. So we call that the surface level behaviors. And, uh, you know, we see the anger and the aggression or we see, you know, the crying all the time, but it's like, what's driving that behavior? And that's what's underneath the iceberg. And, you know, it's so easy to just look at the surface and see something and, and label it. It's, it's harder to really get deeper than that and really get into why it's happening, not what is happening. Um, because you can look at a surface level behavior and really just label something completely wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. The next question I'm about to get into is, um, you know, since it's a subject, you know, guys, you know, anybody out there struggling with suicidal thoughts or just any, um, you know, suicide ideation or any of your friends, it could be yourself or a family member, you know, there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline and the new number you have to dial now starts tomorrow will be 988, you know, it needs to be a long number. But I just was reading that, yeah, it's 988, right? Yes, yeah. so that would be so easy to remember, guys. You know, you got there struggling, you know, 
make sure you remember that number is 988. So my next question for you, Nick, is um, have you ever dealt with like any depression and suicidal thoughts? Personally? So, personally, yes. Yeah, sure. I mean, and and I think they're, you know, can be scary at times. Um, right. So when when we feel them or experience them for the first time, it feels so foreign. And I, I feel like I was more scared that I thought it than like I knew I wasn't going to do anything. Oh, I had zero concerns. But the fact that it popped into my mind was actually scarier. Um, that was the scariest thing for me. So, you know, it, it is normal no, and, and it's tough to kind of say, oh, this is a normalized behavior, but it is, you know, our thoughts are normal. Sometimes things will pop up, you know, when it becomes concerning, it says, do we have a plan? Do you have means to that plan? Um, you know, how likely are you to, you know, kind of follow through with that? And I think those are the big warning, you know, red flags for me, but, you know, just having the ideations on their own, as long as you're not having them, you know, and the means and the plan, um, you know, it's not as concerning and it's okay, you know, again, to not feel okay and to feel sad. I think, again, it's your body telling you, um, hey, listen, you know, yeah. you need some extra help. So um, my next question for you, we all know you from Big Brother 21, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me as a reality star, right? How was your mental health before the show? How was your mental health after the show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, before the show, I was going to, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. The video went down. Uh, so before the show, uh, my anxiety was really, really stable. I would say for probably like five years now, you know, I was just, I was killing it. I, I felt like I, you know, I had regular or typical anxiety. It wasn't anything like significant. Um, what happened was after the show was tough, um, some of that was self-inflicted, obviously, based off of how I was, you know, acting on the show. And then some of it was, uh, you know, just cat, like my cast and like, we all just didn't help each other as a whole, kind of how we acted. Uh, so it was tough coming off, because there's a lot of hate. Uh, I'm not used to people not liking me. I'm not used to being the person that makes people not like them, you know, and I, sometimes I am impulsive and I'll, I'll say what's on my mind. I definitely, I definitely will be blunt, but it's typically not one-sided, right? So it'll typically be me, like me and them going back and it is what it is. You know, you saw that with me and Christy and it was just like, okay, let's get this out. Let's hash this out. Like we're going to blow up and it's fine. It's over with, right? Um, but the, I didn't always act like that in the show. So again, put myself in bad position um, and, and, you know, the mental health suffer. And I still get people messaging me and it, that does take a toll um on me you know even just watching the season now and kind of seeing the same things that are going on um it's it's triggering anxiety for me at least in the beginning it was because I was like damn I was that person that is like uncomfortable to watch right now like I was doing that you know well not all the time but there was like a time or two where I you know made a comment that was like just like wow and like being on the other side of that now again and just seeing like wow I was that person that, like that people couldn't stand but hurts and now you know I think about the people that the comments were going to and like I can only imagine how much even more triggering it, it, it is um for them and I feel bad um you know you got to live with what what you said and how you acted and that's you know that's how I represented myself on on national tv it's just that kind of hurts me because I know who I am as a person. So it's frustrating uh, that I didn't get to show my true self. And I, I, you know, I couldn't really 
really advocate for mental health because you know I didn't have that positive reception as as I wish I would have. So I want to say something real quick. Like, um, I didn't really watch Big Brother Twenty One. Right, I seen clips, and the only clips that I remember that is good clips of you, right? How like, and I respect this about you. How open and friendly you were with Tommy. Yeah. Right? And it, you know, and it, you know, in the LGBT community, a lot of people don't want to be friends with a gay guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they don't want to be around. So the fact that, like, I can say that you didn't give a fuck. You know, what people thought, and you was friends with him. And that I always—that's the light that I see when you know. I didn't see the mm-hmm. other stuff that was on there. You know, I just saw clips and her stuff and everything. But like, I judge you based off the how you treated Tommy. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, damn, like you don't see that. <laughs> like, if people understand, like a lot of gay people understand that, like. A lot of straight men are not like that. You know, they're not. Yeah, I think you just have to be secure with yourself, right? I think a lot of the times, you you know, you never see females. You know, you know, I was talking about this with someone. I was like, you never see other females um, hang around someone that is like maybe a lesbian and being worried. Like, it's just such a guy thing to be like, oh, I don't care if someone's gay as long as they don't try to hit on me, right? It's like, dog, what are you doing? Just because someone likes guys and their guy doesn't mean they like every guy they see like don't feel special about yourself and like too like you're it's just frustrating like just be secure with yourself like you 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 can have friends that are gay and you can have you know you have conversations just I I mean it's a normal thing I don't understand why people uh guys just become so defensive I think that's why it's so accepted in in the female community or more accepted I should say Thank guys, I just think it's sad. So yeah, maybe maybe that's one good thing. At least I did, but um, you know, I that's think it's important to just be comfortable in in your own skin. Like I don't care really what other people thought about that situation. Like I was going to be friends with Tom. I was going to you know cuddle with him, and I, I you know I knew myself, and I know, and you know, and I was super transparent with Tom, and I said, listen, like these are things I'm cool with. Like I'll cuddle with you, but nothing more has happened. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not attracted to men. But I feel comfortable in my skin to know that. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I was you know, doing, doing, you know, interacting with other females, you know, on the show. So, um, but I feel like people, you know, just aren't comfortable in their own skin, you know, and I, I know my limits and, you know, Tommy's a good dude. So, like, I didn't see it as, like, a problem. Yeah, that's the, that I just want you to know, that's what one thing that, like, I would really respect about you, like, Despite the other stuff that you was talking about, I didn't even really, it was just that one thing. I'm like, I try to see the good of people no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, because like I try to see the good of people and that's just me and stuff like that. Um, and it's crazy, guys. I know, I think I've been talking on Instagram for like a year, I believe. And I met him like two weeks ago at the premiere party for Big Brother USA and Big Brother. And I was Big Brother 24 in the Challenge USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I finally met him. I was like, damn, like, I finally met him. I think Nick is a cool guy. He fights for mental health. Like, I rock with you. You fight for mental health. I'm rocking with you. And, um, like, I have a newfound respect for anybody that goes on Big Brother. You know, talking to you and talking to Brent and some other people. I was like, damn, like, you know, y'all really be in there. Like, no TV, no phone. Like, I heard that, like, basically sometimes it's... Um, they have also once a week. I don't know how true that is or how different Yeah, it, is. it was twice, twice a week, typically. It was... Uh like Saturday night, typically maybe at like 10, we would have it typically like all day Sunday and then they would go down again for Monday. Cause they have to set competitions up. So, you know, Monday through Wednesday, no, wait. Yeah, wait, eviction was on Thursday. Wait, 
Let me get my days together. Yeah, eviction was on Thursday, so the HOH, so they would set up like three days for the HOH comp. So we would usually use it like Monday, like midday. And then, so we would have it, yeah, we wouldn't have it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday all day, have the HOH comp. Then we would have to go back inside. We want to have the backyard again Friday, Saturday, do the veto Saturday. And then, you know, after the veto, they would open it up. But yeah, talking to me like you and Brent about that, I was like, that would really mess up my mental health. Like, you know, I'm used to having my phone, I'm used to listening to music. And be, I, I tried out for, you know, for that show. And I'm just like talking to y'all, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know mentally because like my mental health is up and down. You know, I'm a, um, yeah. sexual, I'm a sexual abuse survivor. I go through motions where I yeah. don't want to be men, I don't trust men and stuff like that. I push people away. So I don't think that, like, I was like, damn, mentally, that's really, that can really have an effect on your mental health when they're game. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no windows in there either, right? So it's like, you can't even see outside. Um, you, you, can't, you know, you can't nap. Um, you know, you can't go to bed before 10. You have to wake up when they tell you to. So a lot of that is, is, is difficult because you're just exhausted. Um, you know, and it's tough that you're not really able to kind of do, uh, a lot and that, that kind of sucks um yeah it's, it's a toll on you you're pretty much in like prison um like voluntarily <laughs> i'm just doing yeah and, and i don't want to say it's prison but like i mean like in the fact that you have no say over what goes you know besides like maybe some food suggestions and they treat you really nice and well in there like the producers are awesome um and the diary room producers are really amazing i mean that's who you're speaking to really that's it um yeah. but yeah just all paranoia you're just paranoid the whole time even when you're in power you're paranoid <laughs> you know what's crazy something that you posted that it was like regarding mental health right um i cannot say the girl name that's on a new season a big brother it started p um you said something about like why are we making a yeah and she has a mental health like i said problem issue and i was like damn that issue you know me doing what i do with mental health you know being a group facilitator my podcast i was like damn that is true you know like mental health is so much like made fun of like yeah it's it, it, it's sad and, and listen she you know she was making other comments that yeah. received well and 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 she's going to have to take accountability for that and that's something she but that's a separate issue from her mental health and her mental you know her mental health struggles that she was having in there you know that's not why you know she did it it, it was more you know subconscious they were more microaggressions i don't really think she was doing it you know purposely um but, you know, then when you saw that, you know, they only showed a little tiny clip of it yesterday. Uh, well, what's today, Friday? Yeah, they only showed a little tiny clip of it yesterday. But you could tell she was hypomanic. Like, she was really struggling. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying she has bipolar by any means. Uh, that that environment, lack of sleep, lack of stress. I mean, lack of sleep, stress, um, high intensity. She could have just been, like, more, like, exhibiting, like, hyperarousal. And that's why she was kind of just always on the go. Um, so I, I don't think that she has... Um, but she was just really struggling. I'm, I'm happy that she left for her own safe, uh, safety. Yeah. You could see her other people were on the show that were like really, you know, they were realizing that she wasn't doing so well. Um, so yeah. hopefully she's, she's doing all right, and uh, you know, I'll pray for her that that everything's going well. So it was tough to watch though yesterday. Um, yeah. I saw the tweet. I think yeah. it was Instagram, and I was like, I didn't. I like only thing I was like, you know, I didn't really comment on it. But I was like, damn, that is true. You know, I work in, like, I do, like, the volunteer for mental health. I'm like, you got we got to, like, not make fun of it and just, like, okay, somebody has a problem, you know. Like, yeah. Them, and, you I, know and I wasn't even speaking about anyone specifically. Like, I didn't yeah. see 
specifics from like real humans. It was more of like yeah. fan accounts and stuff. Like I didn't see anyone. I feel like me and Janelle were the only one that really, you know, spoke on it. And yeah, I saw that tweet too. Yeah. Like she, yeah, she tweeted, she just tweeted like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know Janelle meant well. Like she wasn't yeah. saying anything like negative. She, I think she was just trying to say that. The girl, yeah, yeah. And I think she brought light to the situation too, which was really important. So I, yeah, it definitely was not speaking negatively about yeah. Janelle, but I was so, just talking about like fans that were just making fun of it and stuff like that, like blatantly making fun of it. I thought it was really sad. Yeah, it's like, like that goes into my next question. Like, what can you tell somebody about, you know, putting in mental health first? A lot of people don't do that. You know, we stay quiet. We don't speak up. You know, sometimes it's like, like suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the world. Like, what can you tell somebody, you know? I, I think it's just a, a lot of the times what I find is people just don't have the resources or, or don't know how to get the resources, right? So it's like, how do I get services, right? So there's so many different levels of care, you know, you have outpatient and then you have you know IOP, you have um what i do which is in home you have partial hospitalization program you have you know like a residential or inpatient and you have like out of home there's so many different services right that you can get it's just how do you access it and you know the big thing is just kind of reach out to your your uh, insurance provider and they'll be able to find you some uh clinicians that are you know in network um, and then it's kind of, you know, doing whatever you feel is necessary, depending on the severity of, you know, of your, uh, symptoms. And I want to, like, say, um, I agree with everything Nick said. Um, you can also, like, you know, like that suicide prevention text 98 is out there. Um, now, I mean, I, I, I'm a group certified group facilitating. I, I support and facilitate, you know, a Black Minds Matter group. A grief group, which is new to Nami Bus County, um, uh, anxiety and depression, a men's group. You know, I've been through sexual abuse, don't like to be around men, and I never thought I'd be doing a men's group, um, LGBTQ group, and they're all free, you know. So there's support out there anywhere, you know. If you guys can visit www.namibuckspa.org, we have support groups which are free on Zoom, Saturday through Thursdays, different times. And we have a warm line open, you know, every day, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. is the standard time. You guys need to hit me up. I will definitely put that in the chat. Um, next question for you, bro. What are some good coping skills for your mental health? Like, that you get, maybe something that you do that could probably help somebody. Uh, you know, I think every coping skill is different for, you know, each person. I try to, you know, you have to have, like, a bunch that work, uh, you know, because sometimes you won't be able to use certain once, right? So if I like to play video games, obviously, if I'm anxious at work, I can't play video games. So, uh, you know, obviously, the first, first most important thing is have multiple uh, coping skills that you can use, especially ones that can be used in different environments. Uh, for me, deep breathing is my big one, uh, deep breathing, and then like talking it out. So uh, I will perseverate, which is just constantly like ruminating on the same thing over and over again. Uh, so I try to just have that conversation with people so I can process it out loud. Um, but yeah, so breathing, deep breathing and, and just talking to someone is typically my, my best too. And then I will, uh, you know, go on walks, uh, play video games, watch sports, um, you know, play with the baby or hang out with my girlfriend or hang out with the dog. So I, I try to, again, just be aware and, and try to just adapt to whatever is really needed. Yeah. Um, me, I could say, like, you know, scope and skill journaling, you know, taking a walk, um, 
just talk to somebody, you know, never, don't never suffer in silence. Make sure you have somebody that you trust, fully trust. You know, it could be a friend, therapist, mm-hmm. pastor, whoever that may look like. Make sure somebody that you trust that's going to tell you from right and wrong, that's not going to yes you, you know, give you what you want to hear. That's also good. Um, my next question for you, um, as a father, you know, as a father, what do you teach? You know, as your child grows up, like what do you teach your child about speaking up about mental health? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I honestly haven't even thought about it. It's just, you know, she's only about to be nine months, but um, she's definitely going to be comfortable in expressing herself. And, you know, we're going to teach her how to express herself appropriately and not like scared to, you know, talk about if she's feeling a certain type of way. And, you know, knowing that she's being supported, I think, you know, putting someone in a supporting environment where they're allowed to feel and they're allowed to have, you know, different thoughts and express themselves. I think it just significantly reduces even the, the chances of having some mental health, you know, disorder or illness. Yes, man. And I, like to, I always like to end this off the great way. What is next for Nick? Tell me what you got going on. Honestly, I'm just continuing to. I don't know. I think that's a great question. Honestly, I'm just continuing to be a father and a, and a you know boyfriend, and maybe you know more than that eventually. Um, and then uh, continuing to grow and educate myself. I try to do that. I definitely try to learn a lot about myself. And the show taught me a lot about myself that I didn't know. And uh, you know, just continuing to grow and, and and be better than I was the day before. And uh, you know, maybe maybe another kid on the soon uh, not not too soon but i'll say hold on bro hold on definitely that i i mean we, we definitely want to have it on there so we'll see how that goes but the, you know that's kind of just when i'm just taking it day by day i don't really have much you know just continuing to work and like, work educate grow i mean i think that's the only way and forgive um i think one of the biggest problems just in, in the world or in the communities is you know we want people to we don't want people to act a certain way, then they change. We don't forgive them. And, and that's fine. You don't need to forgive, but you do need to accept that people are going to change. So you don't have to forget what they did, but you do need to be able to see like, okay, they are growing. Because if you don't give a person a chance to grow, they're not going to change at all. And other people are going to see that and they're not going to change. Because if their their change isn't accepted, you know, nothing's going to work. You know, that's something that I struggle with now. With and Again, I put myself in my own position there, but you know, I feel like I've grown a lot and, and educated and I've really taken accountability and responsibility. I need that chance, uh, you know, to not say forgive, you know, but to allow me to grow and see my growth and not constantly bring up the negatives. You know, I don't want to see people doing the shit that I did. Like, that's not what I want. Yeah. So I speak up on it because I don't want other people to do it. And I know that I was part of the issue, but you know, if you quiet me from telling people what's that that's not cool, that's not me not taking responsibility for what I did, but I don't want other people to do the same thing. So, you know, I think that's where we have to continue to go, that we have to grow and just understand. You know, I'm not saying people have to like or, for, you know, forgive, but they have to allow, allow people to change and grow. Yeah. Um, bro, I'm so thankful. You know, thankful that you came on this, this episode um, to our check-in. You know, we're talking, I've been talking to you about mental health, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Nick is somebody that, like, I've probably been in his inbox, like, bro, I feel like living. I just don't feel like being here. He has helped me so much. Um, this is my homie, her brother, man. Thank you for being on here tonight. Man. No, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I, I you know, 
it's good to talk about mental health. It's refreshing. So, you know, it's definitely something that <laughs> sometimes it, you don't even realize how good it feels to kind of just talk. So, you know, thank you for having me. Thank you.